Hello, it's Chris, host of Here's My Story. And I'm Carr, daughter of Chris, host of Here's My Story. We just wanted to take a quick second to tell you about a fun little podcast we're doing together called the Naughty Words Podcast, where we break down everyone's favorite cuss words, naughty words, and words that we just don't like. Yeah, like and Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up there, kid. Mom's in the next room, and if she hears you, she's going to beat my So follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Naughty Words Podcast, for updates on our official launch. And now, back to our regularly scheduled podcast. Here's my story may contain adult language and adult content. Not suitable for a younger audience. Listener discretion is advised. everyone and welcome back to another episode of Here's My Story. Hopefully you enjoyed the last episode of Artie where he talked to us about his issues with situational depression. And hopefully you took the time to check out his podcasts, the Wrestling with Altitude podcast and RMP Radio. This episode we again hear from my good friend Scott and his story about the loss of his mother. He did a loose timeline about his mother's passing on Facebook and my heart broke for him every time that he would post an update. You've heard of Scott in a past episode where he spoke about the loss of his uncle, who was a father figure to him growing up. Scott was someone I went to school with starting in junior high, and for all you local listeners, it was at E-E-E-D-I-S-S-S-O-N Edison Junior High. Basketball made us friends, and these days we speak often about gaming and sports thanks to Facebook. Scott submitted for the second time, at a time where I'm out of submissions. And as it stands at the time of this recording, very well be my last episode. So I ask of you, please, if you like this podcast and want it to continue, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show as always. But more importantly, share this podcast with others and send me your stories. I will continue this journey as long as I have something to share. And with that being said, I think it's time to get started. Today, my name is Scott. And here's my story. My name is Scott, and once again I'm back to share another story of loss. One that would be the most painful. My mother, Bonnie B. Jackson. Once again, thanks to Chris for letting me share another part of my life to many people. And hopefully, we can all learn from each other. My mother was a bit of a workaholic. Even in retirement, she couldn't stay away from working. Then again, she was always worried about the bills being paid. But that doesn't mean that she didn't care. She was a mother, my mother, who stuck around and never abandoned me like my father did. Now, it was February 8th of 2017, when one slip started things downhill for my mother and me. My mom got home from volunteering at the Salvation Army, which she'd been doing for a few years now. There was still snow outside, which got carried in with her boots that she didn't take off at the door. As she walked towards the kitchen, she slipped and fell on the kitchen entryway. I was down the hall in my bedroom when I heard her fall and cry out. She was in so much pain, upset and crying. 
Even trying to help her get up so we could go to the hospital was difficult. I managed to get her up to be sitting. She twisted her leg and fell very hard on her back, which was already bad. The only thing that could have been done was calling 911 for an ambulance. As soon as the paramedics got there, they started asking my mom basic questions that even she couldn't remember right away. Like, what is your birthday? Or, do you know where you are right now? And even, what is your name? It felt insulting to ask her some of these considering her age. All we needed to do was get to the hospital and get to a doctor. Not long after, they got her into the ambulance and rushed her to the hospital. I could not come along this time. After she was taking, I walked to the hospital by myself. Now, for some dumb reason, within a few hours, the doctors were like, she'll be fine. Discharge her. When I knew that that was a bad mistake. Overnight, she was needing so much help walking around, even when going to the bathroom and in the middle of the night. She was still in pain. How did they not figure anything out? The next day, she still had constant pain in her back and had to check back into the hospital. Guess what? The crackpots from the day before now wanted to keep her to figure it out. How about if they would have done that in the first place? Idiots. For numerous days, I stopped by to visit, and she was still in pain walking around. They were going to admit her to a hospital in Peoria for surgery. Me, at the time not having a car or a license, was going to find this difficult with my job that was winding down. Originally, she was going to Proctor Hospital. Then they changed their minds the day of and went to OSF St. Francis instead. Getting there was not too much of a problem. Finding where she was was one difficult problem. So many zones, so many directions, and construction, too. A few days after getting her there, they decided to attempt physical therapy first and only surgery if needed. It was until March 15th until my mom was able to go back home for now. A few days after coming back home, the first among many doctor appointments started, on top of bills from the hospital and the ambulance. She somehow had to constantly see this kidney doctor for some reason. Many weeks and months passed by, and my mother was trying to get better along the way, as she went from a full metal walker to a metal walking cane. Around June of the next year, my mother was having some issues. She was in pain and had restless leg. It was annoying, upsetting, and depressing to try and sleep at night when all you could hear was her crying, getting up, and complaining about the pain. Just about every hour, every night. I just didn't know what I could do. We tried to go back to the hospital, but all they could do was prescribe more medicine for my mother. All that ended up doing was making my mother depressed enough to not even want to eat and not wanting to go back and stay in the hospital. This was affecting me on so many levels. Once again, I didn't know what the F to do. It was so damn frustrating going forward. Now it's around September of 2018, when my mom was about to lose the metal walking stick due to feeling better. Then a day after a visit to the kidney doctor, we were told that my mother had to go to the hospital right away. They detected something was wrong. Her time back at Unity Point, a.k.a. Pekin Hospital, didn't seem to help. She was sleeping a lot while she was there, but we found out that her kidneys were failing. She was going to be transferred to Methodist, 
and then they decided to go to OSF instead. This is where she began permanent dialysis. One of the nights at home, I got a phone call from one of the doctors. He had so many questions that I barely had answers for. He brought up the possibility of her needing to stay in a nursing home for the rest of her life. This was giving me more flashbacks about my Uncle Robert. Hard decisions were ahead of me. Very difficult ones. During her time at OSF, her hearing had been bad. While up there, all she kept wanting to do was go back home. Thinking that through while packing her clothes for the nursing home was heartbreaking. It was decided that she would go to Hallmark House for some therapy first, and then move her to and then move her to stay at Timber Creek. When she finally figured out what was happening, she wanted to be at a place that I could get to nearby. Plus, she still knew a few people working at the former Beechwood. She was in Timber Creek sometime around October, I think. She was being sent to dialysis three times a week, usually Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And most of the times when I tried visiting, it was around the time of her going to these appointments. But it didn't stop me from trying to visit as much as possible. It was around this time I had left my two part-time jobs to get a full-time job at Walmart to help pay for bills. In early November, I started that full-time job. My mom was glad that I finally found a full-time job. Yet it didn't stop the hospital bills from coming. Thanksgiving came and went by myself. The nursing home was having Thanksgiving meals the day before and day after. She was doing the best she could with her living situation. Thankfully, through this whole process, I had a very old best friend help me out when needed, Daryl Artman. He would offer to give me rides to and back from the hospital if and when it was needed. In many ways, it helped a lot. In some ways, it didn't. Now, while Daryl can be a sick, twisted, dirty-minded person at times, there are times when he can be a very loyal friend and a trustworthy one at that. He knew how important my mother was to me and also how much seeing my mom in any bad condition was. Very late November, something bad happened to her at Timber Creek. At 8 p.m. on November 28th, she was found on the ground of the bathroom floor of her room. I didn't hear anything until past midnight. She was rushed to the peak in ER to check her. I got there when they decided to rush her to OSF. She wasn't in the right frame of mind, and I was told she had bleeding on the brain. When they got up to OSF, they put a tube in her head to get out as much blood as they could, along with many other IVs and tubes all around her. She was panicking so much she was trying to pull out every tube, even the one that she had in her head. They had to tie her wrist down to stop her from yanking everything out that was needed. Early on, she had a bit of improvement. She couldn't talk but was able to eat some pudding and ice cubes. Then she started to fade. I stopped in to visit as much as possible, but given my work hours, it wasn't for as long as I would have wanted. Around mid-December, the doctors had been monitoring her for a long while, and they had to talk with me. They told me no matter how much more they could try and save her, there will only be two results. One, she will be in a vegetated state for however long her life would be. Or two, I let them pull everything and let nature take its course. I knew deep inside that I had to give her as much time as possible to recover, 
and have anyone she knew come to visit her. It was a decision I knew was coming at some point, yet never wanted to be the one to think about it, let alone decide. I decided it was time to let her go. It was the most painful choice I've ever had to make. I wasn't there alone. I had my friend Daryl with me. He knew how bad it was for me to decide. After making this decision, I couldn't stop crying. This was my mother. This was the most important person in my life. She's been with me through so much, helping little bits here and there, and just being there. What pains me the most is that it had been so long since I had hugged her and told her that I loved her. Probably not since I was a child. We always had that respect-love between us since we lived in the same house for so long. My mother was someone who always wanted to work or work on something. She was someone who didn't want to do nothing for too long. Even when she was retired, she got tired of waiting around the house, so she found a way to work by volunteering. In a way, she was kind of a workaholic, to make sure that everything turned out all right at home with bills and chores. The doctors told me they will do their best to make it as painless as possible for my mother. They assumed she would maybe last three days. After two days, she was taken to an OSF hospice home. One day, while at the hospice home, I was talking to my mother and saying that I did the best that I could, and I swear, somehow, I heard her say, I know, while exhaling. I tried to get her to talk again, but nothing. I wondered if she was able to hear everything or not. Every time I left her at OSF and at the OSF hospice, I told her that I loved her, thinking in the back of my mind that she could pass away any day now. I just had to tell her whether she could hear me or not. At 11.55 p.m. on December 21st, my mother passed away the night before her birthday. I got the call five minutes later while getting some sleep before work. My mind was going multiple ways at once. This was worse than my uncle's passing, by a long shot. I had to take time off work to mourn and figure out funeral arrangements with Ab's mortuary. The visitation was on Saturday morning, December 29th, with a long drive to Laurel Hill Cemetery in Havana for a graveside service. I was surprised by the turnout for this visitation. Some that knew my mother showed up, some that knew my family showed up, and some of my friends showed up. I thanked all that did. I did have to ask for help from my friends of the Fandom Night crew to be pallbearers. They agreed to help as much as possible. It was another long drive to the burial. I thought it would be better, since I was an ordained minister, to speak at the graveside service, but I couldn't think of anything to say. No matter how much I tried to come up with something, all I could remember saying was, She will be missed besides reading a Bible verse. I knew once I got back home that this would be the loneliest and most rock bottom I've ever felt, and it was for a very long while. Thanks again to everyone for listening to yet another episode of Here's My Story. I hope you enjoyed hearing another story from Scott. One way you can let him know is to go to anchor.fm slash heresmystorypod and leave a voice message for him or any of the other storytellers and let them know what you thought of their stories, give them encouragement going forward, or to simply say something about the show. In doing so, you could be heard on an upcoming episode. 
Thanks again to Bill for so far being the only one. Bill, thank you for always being awesome. As always, thank you to everyone who's joined the Here's My Story Pod Facebook group, and don't forget that it's a private group where you can post freely without your friends seeing your posts. It's a safe space where you can talk openly about your problems, and there's nearly 300 people all willing to listen, offer advice and encouragement for whatever it is you may have on your plate. You can follow me at Here's My Story Pod on Twitter or Here's My Story Pod on Instagram. And don't forget to check out my new podcast that I'm doing with my daughter, the Naughty Words Podcast, available on Google, Spotify, Apple, and more. It's a far cry from being serious, and we're just trying to have a little fun. So check it out and let me know what you think. And subscribe if it's something that you like. I sincerely hope you've enjoyed this journey with me, but don't forget I need your stories. Because without you, there is no podcast. So please reach out to those you feel may be interested in listening and possibly submitting. If you want to submit a story for yourself, or if you have any questions, please email me at heresmystorypod at gmail.com. There are no more stories in my possession as it stands now, so this very well could be my final episode. Let's not make that happen. And with the current situation we're all dealing with, let's be honest, we all have a little more time on our hands. So maybe set aside just a little bit of time to share your story for others to hear. I might toss out a bonus episode at some point talking about the details of the song that I chose for this podcast, how I came to love it, why it means so much to me, and the meaning behind the song, but we'll see. If you'd like to support the show financially, go to patreon.com slash here's my story pod, and don't forget to rate, review, subscribe to the show, and please share this on all social media platforms. I'm looking forward to hearing from as many people as possible to get their stories heard. Music for the show is always provided by Mike Protich. The song is called Stealing Life by Red Sun Rising. You can find this song everywhere you get your music fix. The song means so much to me, and as always, I'm honored to use it. That's all I have for now. And as I said before, I have no more stories to share. So this very well could be our last time together. If you send a story, I'll be honored to share it. Please, don't let this journey die. But if this is the end, thank you for everyone for being a part of this. But I hope to see you again soon. Let's carry on